Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odiyebuchi Okono. The title of this week's lesson is Covenant Law. The key text is from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is a faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keeps his commandments. Let us pray. Great and awesome Father, hallowed be your name. We are set to listen to your word again. Dear Lord, speak to us through this lesson summary and cause us, Lord, to yield to your plea for our hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Psalm 23, David reveals that God desires to lead his children in the paths of righteousness. Because God is upright and righteous, he will never desire to lead his children astray. He will rather provide safe paths for our spiritual walk through life. But what really are the paths of righteousness? We find the answer to this question in Psalm 119 verse 35. Make me to go in the paths of your commandments, for therein do I delight. So the paths of righteousness are paths that lead us to God's commandments. They include paths to Bible studies, paths to prayer, paths to reflection and repentance, paths to truth, paths to forgiveness, paths to faithfulness, paths to determination to do only that which will bring glory to the name of God. In this week's lesson, we shall discover why walking in the paths of righteousness is very important in the covenant relationship with God. Election of Israel the Jews erroneously believed that God made a covenant with Israel because other nations rejected him, so he too rejected them. The Jews thought they were chosen above all other nations because they were deserving of the high honor and privilege which God bestowed on them. In contrast, Israel had no merit deserving of the high honor. They were a group of few enslaved and undeserving people. They were militarily weak and feeble. Their culture was remote and mixed and without any influence in the ancient world. Israel's election laid only in the mystery of God's grace. Some theological questions have arisen from the choice of Israel. Did God intend to save only Israel and watch other nations drown in their derisions? If so, then God must be a wicked God. But if not, what other explanations do we have to support God's claim of righteousness, care, and love for all humanity? Pause for a moment and read Exodus 19 verse 6, Isaiah 56 verse 7, and Hebrews 2 verse 9, and you will discover that Israel was called to be a vehicle through which God will accomplish his plan for all humanity. Like Israel, seven Adventists sometimes view themselves as modern-day Israel, but not just that, sometimes we view ourselves as elected by God to belong to some exclusive club. We view ourselves as those called to enjoy some privileges that others have not been called to enjoy. Our call today, as was a call of Israel, is not to, to enjoy privileges, but is a call to accept responsibilities, among which is to be a vehicle through which God can reach the rest of the world, a vehicle through which God's light of redemption can reach the world. 
Look at your own personal life. In what ways is God using you to accomplish this plan? And in what ways is your church an agent of God's mission to the world? Ties that bind. Deuteronomy 4 verse 13. And he declared unto you his covenants, which he commanded you to perform. Even ten commandments, and he wrote them upon two tables of stones. In our previous lesson, we stressed the idea that a covenant is always a covenant of grace, a result of God's bestowing unmerited favor upon those who enter into a saving relationship with him. This idea may be suggesting that God's grace gives us a license to obedience, to disobedience. On the contrary, covenant and law are interwoven. They cannot be separated since a covenant is a kind of relationship, then it is reasonable to understand that there must be rules to obey, since relationships do not exist without rules binding them. Whether we think of marriage, friendship, or even a business relationship, none of these can exist without rules governing them. Without rules, things will surely fall apart. Breaking the rules in a relationship destroys the ties that bind the relationship. The Bible uses words and expressions such as law, status, testimony, commandment, and the word of the Lord to show the relationship between obedience and covenant. Psalm 78 verse 10, 50 verse 16, 25 verse 10, and 103 verse 118. Evidently, the terms of God's covenant with man require obedience to his law, statutes, testimonies, and commandments, and are important for maintaining the relationship between God and his people. Law within the covenant. Deuteronomy 10 verse 13. To keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. Different people have different interpretations of the word law. Some think of restrictions, Others think of punishment, but we should rather think of order, harmony, stability, and love. The Hebrew word Torah, from where the English word law is transcribed, means teachings or instructions, which could be moral, civil, or religious teachings. It includes all the wise counsels God gave to his children in order that they may experience abundant life, both physically and spiritually. This is the reason the psalmist says, The man who delights in the law of God and who meditates in it day and night is blessed. Psalm 1 verse 2. The law of God covers every part of Israel's life and still covers every part of our lives today. God expressly told Israel in Deuteronomy 10 verse 13 that the law he gave to them was for their good. It was God's will that Israel should prosper and enjoy life in its fullest as they obey the law which is set before them. He intended that as Israel will not live like other nations, but that as she keeps his statutes and walks in his commandment, the world will see in them the benefits of remaining obedient to God. It is the same intention that God wants to accomplish in the lives of those who serve him today. Like Israel, Seventh-day Adventists have received counsels in every area of life. These counsels should be viewed with the eyes of love and not as restrictions or punishments. 
so that through us, the world will see the benefits of remaining obedient to God. The stability of God's law. Malachi 3 verse 6, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. We learn in Israel's covenant relationship with God that God does not change. God's law is an expression of his will, a transcript of his character. The presence of the law and the covenant reveals to us that God is dependable. Although there are times when it seems that God is no longer dependable, we can learn from the stability of the moral laws and from our personal work with him that God is dependable. In this idea lie true peace, freedom, and security. With God, we achieve the best possible relationship. This is the aim of his law. Walter Arbich puts it this way, God's law is the most stable thing in the universe. Well, maybe you are asking, if God's law, as stable as it is, cannot save a person from sin, why did he make it part of a covenant? Well, the Bible reveals that keeping the law produces happiness and brings us in harmony with the will of God. Since God is interested in our well-being then, it became expedient that he makes that which would promote our happiness and create harmony a part of a covenant. The law sets forth the manner of life that God intends his covenant children to live. The law prevented Israel from adopting other philosophies and lifestyles that would distract her from living in harmony with the will of God and with the transforming grace that reveals the character of God. In the same way, God's law should restrict us from adopting worldly philosophies that run contrary to the will of God for us. If Exodus 19 verse 5 Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. God expects from his children faithful obedience to his commandments. Notice that although the covenant was bestowed by grace, although it was not earned, and although it was a gift, the covenant promises were conditional. Genesis 18 verse 19, 26 verses 4 to 5, Exodus 19 verse 5, and Leviticus 26 verse 3. Despite the covenant promises being conditional, God still respects our free will. He never forces anyone into a relationship with him. The people could choose to accept the conditions and enter into a relationship with God, or they could choose to reject his offer of grace. A person only receives the blessings that are tied to the covenant if God has allowed such persons to fulfill by grace the obligations. In conclusion, it is God's will that our covenant relationship with him should lead us to walk in the paths of righteousness. God's election of Israel, as with us today, is a call to responsibility and not only a call to privileges. The law and the covenant are inseparable. God gave us a law for our own good. The law was to breed peace, order, harmony, and stability. God does not change, so his laws and precepts will not change. To reap the blessings and the covenant promises, one has to fulfill the accompanying obligations. Please pray with me. Thank you, our great God, for this lesson. 
Thank you for everlasting interest in saving us. Help us, Father, to yield to your love daily so that we can attract your blessings into our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions and contributions, you can reach me on WhatsApp through plus 234-903-789-1680 or you can send an email to Summer School Lesson Summary at gmail.com. God bless you.